Welcome to the LifePoint Palm Bay Sermon Podcast. We encourage you to make copies of this message, but please don't charge for those copies. If you'd like to know more about LifePoint Palm Bay, please visit lifepointpb.com. Hello again, church. Welcome back to episode two of House to House. Today's a special day. This is Sunday, and we're going to worship together and share the word together, both of those happening throughout the morning here. And this is a little different than when we gather together in our, in our building because we're going to intersperse a worship in the Word and prayer and different things. And I know we do all those components when we gather all together, but this will look a little different, obviously, because these days are different. So we're going to start with some worship, and then I'll come back in a moment and share the Word, and there'll be some more worship, and I'll share some more of the Word. So just so you know what's happening, you can stay tuned. There'll be times where I'll even ask you to stop and maybe ask questions among yourselves, even take some time to pray and listen to what the Holy Spirit might say to you. All right? So before we begin, let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and to minister to us today. Lord, we do come to you. We thank you for the privilege of being able to be part of this service together. Lord, even though we're not gathered all in the same place, we are grateful and just praising you for all that you have done in our lives. I pray, Lord, today in a very special way that you're going to take through this means and, and cause blessing to happen. You're going to cause our hearts to be filled. Lord, you're going to cause us to see you and to recognize your presence, to hear your voice, and Lord, to realize that it's you that does the work, not the location, not the means of communication. Lord Jesus, it is you. So we worship and we honor you today, and we pray all of this that you might receive glory. Amen. You know, as a church, we've been going through the book of Ephesians together, and I thought about leaving Ephesians because of all that's happening right now in our country and around the world, and going over to some passage, you know, going to Isaiah and talking about not fearing, or go into Psalms, and, and there's so many great passages during days like this, and I encourage you to, to utilize those, go to those places, and when you see that in other ways, but the Lord really led me back to Ephesians. He said, I've been planning this before you ever started studying the book. And so today, we're going to continue on where we were because I believe it's very appropriate for where we are today. The Holy Spirit has a word for us. And that word is in chapter 5, verse 19. Remember verse 18, the last time we were together, we talked about this, that we are to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. This ongoing work that He does in our life where He is manifesting His presence, His thoughts, because the Holy Spirit is God. He's God in us, and He's God with us. And so as we're asking Him to fill us, continually do that, He's going to produce some things. And verse 19 tells us some of what He's producing in our life. And one of those things is singing. Notice what it says in Ephesians 5, 19. He says that we are to address one another. Now, some of your Bibles may say, speaking to yourselves. And you think, wait a second, address one another, speaking to yourselves, that seems different. Remember again, the English changed over 400 years. So most of us who grew up with the King James Version Bible, uh, that was English in the 1600s. English is different today. It's changed in 400 years. And so they are saying the same things, but our English has changed. And also our mindset has changed as Americans. We are not so much community-minded as we are independently-minded today in the United States. So we read speaking to yourselves, and we think it's saying, speak to myself. I need to speak. And there's biblical basis for that. David encouraged his heart in the Lord over in 1 Samuel. We have uh, in the Psalms, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. So he speaks to himself, and there is a biblical basis for speaking to ourselves. But that's not what this passage is saying here. Here it's saying, address one another, speaking to yourselves, plural, speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now let's take a minute 
and look at psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I don't want to make too much distinction in this because, quite honestly, there's not a lot given to us as to what each one of these represent. But I want to share some things with you that I believe the Lord spoke into my heart. Number one, Psalms, I believe, is referring to the Old Testament Psalms, specifically the Psalms that we have recorded there, many of them written by David, but also other writers. And there's a distinction about these Psalms, and I think it's important for you and I, as we are worshiping the Lord, as, as the Holy Spirit's developing singing and causing us to sing and worship, that the Psalms were about the acts of God and things that He had done. They were reminders to look back and to remember all that God had done in your life. And so when we sing, whether it would be an Old Testament Psalm or a modern song that's been written, but it reminds us of God's faithfulness. As a matter of fact, I think of some of those songs that we sing. Faithful is one of those. The goodness of God is one of those songs that reminds us to look back and see how God has been faithful in our lives. The Holy Spirit right now in these days wants to challenge you and me to be open and looking and receptive to the reminders that He will give. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago about the Holy Spirit. He's going to bring to our remembrance what Jesus has said and done. And so we're being reminded of God's work in our life from the past. And we vocalize that in song and praise and you say, Pastor, I don't sing. I, I get that. You, what you mean by that is I don't have what I consider to be a good quality singing voice. All right. The, the emphasis here is not in singing or how you sound when you're singing. The emphasis here is expression, using the mouth to express. You can do that vocally without singing, but you can open your mouth. You can express praise to God. So we have psalms. We have hymns. It's interesting, the early church fathers didn't use this Greek word because it was used almost exclusively in early Greek writing to talk about the gods and singing and worshiping and declaring the characteristics of the Greek gods. And so the early church fathers wouldn't use this word because they didn't want there to be any misconception on anyone's part that Jesus Christ was God alone and and, and not Greek gods. And so they didn't use this word much, but it really does refer to declaring who God is. And as we are singing worship, for example, songs like How Great Thou Art or How Great Is Our God or um, even one of the songs that the worship team um, will probably be singing with you, which is In Christ Alone. These are all declaring who God is, His character, His nature. And so that's part of the hymns that it's talking about. And then spiritual songs. What are spiritual songs? Uh, Spiritual tells us right off the bat that they have a focus and a direction. They're not just any song. You can like all kinds of music. I do and my family. We're we're a very musical family and very eclectic in our music taste. You can like and enjoy all kinds of music, but this, this music is very specific. It draws my focus to God. It allows me and others to have our attention and our focus drawn to Him. And it's spiritual in nature, and it's songs. It's, it's, it's melody. It's music. And it can be new. It can be old. It could be old songs that God would bring to your mind. It could be something new that God would, would prompt you with. You might just, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit stirring in you and you think, God, you're so good. And you might just put that melody, God, you're so good. I love you, Lord. I mean, it's just spontaneous worship. If you do that in the middle of Walmart, you'll probably get some looks, but you'll also have an opportunity to witness. And so here's what we, we want to do. We want to be praising the Lord. We want the Holy Spirit to be working in our life so that we are worshiping Him in Psalms, in hymns, and in spiritual songs. And sometimes the Lord's going to bring to mind maybe a melody that's already been written. I had this happen to me earlier today. I was just sitting and I was talking to the Lord, and all of a sudden this song just came to my heart. Jesus, 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 there's just something 
about that name. That's a spiritual song. One the Holy Spirit just brought to my mind and heart in a moment, and I began to worship Him that way. I'm telling you folks, there is power when the Holy Spirit works in our heart. And by the way, this starts in the heart. The mouth needs to come after what God does in the heart because I can sing with my mouth and my heart not be engaged. So we are making melody in our heart to the Lord. It begins there and then it comes out of my mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to be doing in your life and in my life. And when I come back in just a minute, I'll explain to you why that's so important. Welcome back. Uh, as we said before the, we went into worship, that uh, it's very important that the Holy Spirit do this work in us, this praise, this singing, this expression of what God's doing in our heart. You say, why is it important? There are a couple of passages that I want you to see this morning. One is in Job chapter 38. Uh, you know the story of Job, all that he went through. And Job is a godly man, one who fears God. God himself said this of Job. He, he fears me. He hates evil. And yet God allowed Satan to come in and there's great destruction that comes in Job's life. And he's trying to figure out why. And then he's got these so-called friends who come to him and say, there must be sin in your life. There must be something you're doing wrong. God wouldn't do this to a righteous man. And so he's got all of this that goes on. In chapter 38, God speaks to Job. He's been quiet up to this point, but he speaks to Job. And he begins to ask Job a series of questions. And then as he's going through this, he says something that is so amazing that for many years I missed. And I want to show it to you. If you have your Bibles there, you can look with me in Job 38. Beginning in verse 4, it says, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? This is God speaking. Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. I mean, Job, you know everything else. Surely you know who determined the measurements of the earth. Or who stretched out the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? And who laid its cornerstone? Now notice verse 7. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. I want you to get the picture here. The morning stars, probably heavenly bodies. We don't know exactly all that's going on because they weren't created until later on in the process. But sons of God, when we look in the Old Testament, clearly referring to angels, angelic beings. And they're praising. They're, they're expressing shouts of joy. You can, you can get the picture. God's creating and the angels are saying, can you believe what he just did? Holy, holy, holy. There's nobody like him. There's worship that's going on. By the way, that's a direct quote because we see it in Isaiah. And again in Revelation, we know one of the songs the angels sing is holy, holy, holy. There's nobody. And holy, by the way, means unique, distinct, unlike anyone or anything else. That's what they were overwhelmed by God and what he was doing. Now, here's the principle. You see it all the way through scripture. Don't miss this that you and I enter in and are able to see more clearly the creative work of God in the atmosphere of praise. Do not miss that. It doesn't mean that you and I create the work of God. God's already at work, but we enter in and we're able to more clearly see the creative work that he's doing when we're in an atmosphere of praise. And we see that in Job 38. You say, well, Troy, maybe you're taking that, you're stretching that a little bit. Well, go with me to the New Testament, Acts chapter 16. You know the story. Paul and Silas on a missionary journey, they're all in Asia Minor, and it talks about in chapter 16 all the different places they've gone and, and places they're preaching and establishing churches. And then the Macedonian call comes and Paul has this vision and a man from Macedonia says, come over here. It turns out when he gets there, it's not a man, it's actually a woman, it's actually a group of women. Lydia's one of them and they share the gospel. And she, she's a believer and Paul, it's, the scripture says that Paul and Silas stay there for some time in Philippi. 
And they were going to the place of prayer, it says in chapter 16. Notice, they're where God sent them. They're doing the work God called them to do. And on the day that all of this begins to fall apart, in our perspective, they're on their way to prayer. And in that process, there is this slave girl following them who says, these men are proclaiming the true God and, and the way of salvation. She kept saying it day after day. And it says Paul got irritated because he knew that she wasn't doing it by the Holy Spirit. She was doing it because she had an evil spirit. She had a spirit of divination. And she was a fortune teller. She brought much money to her owners by fortune telling. One day Paul turns and says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to leave her. And the spirit left. But the owners were not happy. They were not thrilled that their slave is now free from this possession. They're upset because their means of making money is gone. And so they take and drag Paul and Silas into the magistrates, into the governing authorities. And they say to them, hey, these men are Jews. Anti-Semitism. These men are Jews. They're here disturbing our town. They're disturbing the peace. They're teaching things that are unlawful here that we shouldn't be part of. They need to be punished. And so they strip them there of their clothing, their outer garment. They beat them in public. And then the magistrates turn to the jailer and say, put them securely, don't let them escape. And he does just that. He drags them to jail. As he's taking them there to jail, he puts them, the scripture says, in the inner, we would say maximum security. He puts them in the most secure place puts leg irons on them, shackles on them, so that there is no way that they can escape. It's dark. They have been falsely accused. They have been falsely punished. They are hurting. They are physically hurting because they've been beaten. They are emotionally hurting, I'm sure. And if I'm in their shoes, I don't know what they were doing, but if I'm in their shoes, I'm thinking, God, I thought I heard you. I thought I clearly heard you say, come over here and do what we're doing. And we saw all these things that you were doing. God, I thought I was doing what you wanted. Why am I here? Why is this going on? Now, I don't know if that thought occurred to Paul and Silas, but it would have me, maybe you. Here's what I know that they did. Regardless of what thoughts they had, what the scripture says in verse 25 of chapter 16, it was midnight. It was the darkest hour. It was the longest time before they would see the light again. It was the time when it seemed the most hopeless. And we know it's dark, not just physically dark, it's spiritually dark where they are. And they invite in the light. They begin to pray and they begin to praise. They begin to sing. And as they're doing this, I want you to notice something. All the other prisoners, they saw, they're watching and they're listening. They heard what was going on. They're not responding yet. They're not saying, hey, man, we want to join in. There's none of that taking place, but they're paying attention because they recognize that something unusual, something out of the ordinary is happening in this normal place, in, this, in their normal routine. And so as they begin to sing, as they begin to pray and sing, the scripture says God moved. God, the, the earth shakes. God loves to shake the earth. He loves to shake up the things that we think are so solid. And the doors, they fly open. The shackles fall off. The guard, the, the jailer, he wakes up because he's asleep. See, his life was pretty good. He had, he had it better than everybody else. He's sleeping. He wakes up, realizes the doors are open, the chains are all loose. He's thinking normally, they all escaped, they're gone, and now my life is forfeit. They'll probably torture me and then kill me because I lost all of my prisoners. So he pulls the sword to kill himself. And Paul cries out and says, stop, we're all here. I want you to understand that when God shakes things up, it's so that you and I can bring in and be a demonstration of the supernatural in the natural. That's what God's doing right now, folks, in our country and all over the world. He says, I want to be a light through you I, things are, the whole world is shaking, but I want to be a light through you. 
I want to demonstrate who I am through you. Notice what happens with the jailer. He comes in, he brings light so that he can see. He, he brings them out, bows down before them. No longer is it those Jews, those troublemakers, those prisoners, those convicts. No, sirs, with great honor and respect, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. There is a great opportunity here for you and me to be able to declare who Jesus is and to see many come to Christ in these days. But where does it start? It started with prayer and praise in a dark, difficult place. When we are confined, when we feel like we have been put in a place unjustly, and in this case, they were put in a place unjustly. We didn't deserve this, don't understand this. It's okay. In that place, that's the place of praise. That's the place where I seek the Lord and I cry out. And that's my challenge to you. I want you to do something with me right now. Would you stop right where you are? You can close your eyes if it helps you or leave them open. God doesn't care. It's just whatever helps you be more to concentrate better. But I want you to, just to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to see supernaturally right now while the whole world is being shaken? What is it that you're doing in my life that you want me to see? Why don't you ask him and then wait for him to respond. We're going to stop the video here in just a moment and um, there'll be some more worship that's coming, but I don't want you to rush too fast through this. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you once I finish speaking here, stop the video, spend some time asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to see? If you're with a group of people, perhaps you might share some of what God's showing you. Share some testimonies. God's helping me see this. Now let me, let me encourage you and warn you at the same time. Testimonies are powerful because I am testifying to what I have seen and heard. I'm testifying to what God has done and is doing in my life. Do not go to preaching, okay? Don't tell other people what they should be seeing or feeling or what they should be testifying to. Let the Holy Spirit do that because he's a much better, he's much better at it than you and I are. And so as a matter of fact, somebody says, I don't know. Then they say, let's stop and let's ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you right now, to me right now. Let me give you an example and then we're gonna pause for a moment. This past week, we were at church and uh, it was a kind of a, a smaller staff because we're trying to stay within the guidelines and we were kind of doing different things and scattered around the building and nobody was at the front door. And somebody just walked in and, and happened to make it down to the children's wing and Armenta was down there. And she kind of looked up in surprise and this young man was there. And she said, can I help you? And he said, I'm just looking for some encouragement. And so she brought him down to where several others of us were and we were sitting there taking care of some things. And as she brought him in, I, I had to confess, my first thought was, oh man, he wants money. And you know, kind of my guard goes up and that whole deal. And the Holy Spirit stopped me. He said, just listen, Troy, listen to it. So I listened. I asked him, I said, what's going on? And he began to share what's going on in his life and how his life is falling apart. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for anything other than prayer. That's all he wanted. And so I sat there and I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And I had this real prompting. And so I spoke to this young man and I, said, I called him by name. And I said, I don't have any words that'll help you. And nobody around this table has any words that will help you. But I know somebody who has words that would help you. The Lord Jesus has exactly the right thing that you need to hear that will help you right where you are. And if you would allow us, we're gonna go to him and we're gonna ask him to speak some of those words to us that we could communicate to you. Would that be okay? He looked at me and he said, sure. And so we began to do that. And I invited everyone around the table. I said, would you just ask God what he wants to say to this young man? It was really special, folks. 
as we just were quiet there for a minute and then one began to pray in a certain way and there was a certain scripture that God gave. Another had a song and so they began to sing this song over this young man. It was powerful. Uh, another began to pray and I noticed this young man as that person was praying turn and look at them. And when we were finished, he looked over at her and he said, how did you know to pray that? I have had those thoughts and that pressure my whole life. And I looked at him and I called him by name and I said, you know what? We didn't know what to pray. She didn't know what to pray, but God knew exactly what you needed to hear. And I want to tell you that right now, God knows exactly what you need to hear. So why don't you take a moment and ask him what he wants to say. As we wrap up this first time together. And again, I want to thank you for being part of this very special service, special and unique. But as we wrap that up together, I want to challenge you in a certain way. I want to remind you again that God wants to use you. He has a plan for you and me in these days. This isn't by, it didn't catch God off guard. And so be alert, be asking every day, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? Where do you want to direct me? Who do you want me to talk to today? How do you, what do you want to remind me of and cause me to remember today and to be able to declare your praise? Be alert to that. Encourage one another in this way to, to remember. And then also, I want to challenge you, be singing. Sing. And you say, again, I don't sing well. Well, there are so many different ways that you can play music today. I mean, you can use your phone. You can use iPods. You can use TV. I mean, you can use so many different ways to have praise and worship. And I'll tell you, it does create a much better atmosphere than any news channel that you're going to turn on. All right? I understand you're probably watching more news than you normally do. I'm watching more news than I normally do. But the news does not have the power to really help my soul. I challenge you. Praising the Lord. Worshiping does. It has that power. So sing. Um, sing by yourself. Sing with others. It, fill the atmosphere around you with worship and with music. And then as God is at work, this is my challenge to you. Share testimonies. Testify to what he's doing. Be alert to that. And we really encourage you, share them with us. Because one of the things I would like to do in this House to House series is to be able to have testimonies from the body that we would share with one another. You may record it on your phone and, and just a little short testimony of what God's doing and send it to us. We could put that up as part of how you may say, I would rather just write something out. That's fine. Send us an email or text or whatever. Write it out and we can take and use it in that format as well. But we would love to be able to share testimonies of what God is doing during these days with the entire church body and beyond. Who knows how God wants to use all of this? So again, I want to thank you for being part of this today. I pray that you will be blessed as you go through this week. I look forward to being back with you again very, very soon. Grace and peace to you. God bless you.